Good morning, saints. And I thank you for always being there when I'm preaching. So one thing that I will never take for granted is the opportunity that I'm given to preach and the fact that Pastor John, Prophet John, and Pastor Bev and the leadership have got confidence in the fact that God has deposited something in my life and that I can with the help of God. You know, one thing that I also avoid is arrogance. You know, when we become arrogant and we become haughty and we think we know it all, that's the beginning of the downfall. So every time I come and stand in front of you, saints, I'm really not taking this for granted and I really appreciate God. The Bible says a broken spirit and a contrite heart. He will not despise. And I pray that as I share the word before you, I don't share it from I know it all or I have arrived because I'm still learning and I want to learn more. That's why we are under the covering of Pastor John because I have learned more under this anointed man of God. That being said, let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for the delivery of your word. And we thank you that the entrance of your word gives light. And thank you that your word, Lord, gives, Lord Jehovah, wisdom to the simple. Father, we thank you that God, your word, Lord Jehovah, disciplines us. And we appreciate your word, even as we share it this morning. Lord, I, I humble myself. The Bible says, submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Father, we, we submit ourselves under the leadership of your Holy Spirit, Lord Jehovah God, and under the covering of Pastor John and, and Aunt Bev. Lord, we thank you even for this morning. We thank you that whatever will be shared, Lord, will enrich our hearts. And Lord Jehovah God will help us even to be more wiser. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, even as I begin, I've asked for a, because I normally want to write and I teach, but I'll ask for Renee. Renee, and uh, I didn't talk to the man of God, uh, Jade. Can I ask you to come forward? I just want to do an illustration, and it's a, a, this illustration will then lead us to the word. I did not talk to you, man of God, but yeah, I, I know. I know with you I can bully you anytime and yeah, <laughs> because of relationship. Okay, saying, suppose I've got two children, right? This ducky has got two beautiful white kids. <laughs> suppose I've got two children and I speak to them. I mean, I, I love children. I, I love them. They are my children. But he's the eldest of my kids. And, and I go to JD. I mean, what I'm going to say, obviously, is not what JD is. He's a man of God. But I go to JD, they are growing up together. Probably the favorite of the two is Renee. Ah, yes. <laughs> and JD at times doesn't do what I want, or the JD, or I've got a disposition towards Renee, you know, it's, it just flows naturally. And then I come to JD and I say to JD, look, you always, everything that you're doing, JD, you're always doing wrong things. You'll never amount to anything. You'll never, you, you, you're just a nothing. You, even at school, you are failing. You really disappoint me, JD. You really disappoint. You're unlike your sister. Look at Renee. Look at Renee. <laughs> Renee, she's got good grades. Renee is cleaning her room. Renee is doing all the things. And you never listen. You really never listen. Why don't you listen, JD? You are nothing. You will never be anything. Thank you very much, guys. Okay. I was doing an illustration here, and the title of the message is The Spirit and Power of Words. 
You know, as I grow up, as I've grown up, I went to a boarding school, and when I started Form 1, Grade 8, I was a subject of ridicule. I was a subject of bullying. I was given names, painful names, things that hurt. And to such an extent that a few years later, now I just want to show the power of words. We'll go to the word of God. A few years later, now you know there's Facebook and you're connecting with friends. I found myself getting invitation from certain friends or being added into certain WhatsApp groups, you know, the alumni. And I found myself somehow rejecting those that bullied me. It came natural. And I realized, actually, I hadn't healed. A few years later, 30 years later, I hadn't healed from the words that were spoken in my life. And I realized, you know, I was now talking to God. I said, but God, why, why am I rejecting these people on Facebook? Probably they have forgotten what they did. But it's amazing because that really set, even as an adult, it set in my subconscious mind. And that's why I acted the way I acted. In a place called Ikea in the Middle East, two plants were put together. It was a school that was full of bullying. Two plants were put together, and these plants were given the same nutrients, the same sunlight, and the same everything. So the conditions with which the experiment was done was for them to grow up together, for them to grow up as proper plants uh, together. And then children were called. A certain group of children were... It's actually something that actually happened in the Middle East, in a place called Ikea. Certain children were told to speak bad words to a plant. And certain kids were told to speak good words to the, to the other plant. So the other plant, for 30 days, the experiment happened for 30 days. The plant where good words for 30 days were spoken, it was thriving, it was a happy plant. The plant... Where bad words, it was told, you useless tree, you'll never bear any fruit, you'll never, it withered. And it became an unhappy plant. And this, saints, goes on to show again the power of words. As we talk right now, I mean, if, we, if I was to switch off this mic, and we sit here, there are words going all, all over the air, right? That's why when you are in your respective car, you tune to a certain frequency, jacaranda, whatever, you pick a certain frequency. It goes on to show that there is information. So I will use interchangeable the word, the word word and information. Both religion and science agree on one thing, the power of words and the energy that they carry. They agree. Why is it when certain politicians speak certain words, an economy goes down? Why does that happen? It's because of the power of words. Words are so powerful that they cause fear. When a politician speaks something foolish, something stupid, those that invest pull off their resources and an economy crashes. That's because of the power of words. That's because of the power of information. When we look at Genesis 1 verse 1, the Bible says, the Spirit of God was moving over the face of the teeth. And God said, let there be. That's the first thing that we see. The Spirit of God was moving. And God said, let there be. So there was a collaboration between God. We know God is one. 
but he manifests himself as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the deep, and God said, let there be. So you understand, there was a relationship or something that was happening between the Word of God and the Spirit of God. As God spoke, the work of the Spirit was to manifest things, to manifest things. John 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made and came into existence through him, and without him not even one thing was made that has come into being. And Psalm 138 verse 2 says, For you have magnified your word above all thy names. Why? Why, sense? Why doesn't the Bible say, you have magnified your hand? We know that the hand of God is the power of God, right? Why doesn't the word of God say, you have magnified your hand above all your, your names? It means that God really takes the issue of words powerful. He so elevated his word that to him, his word, his, that's why the Bible says in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And the Bible further goes on to say the word became flesh. And the word, we know that the word is Jesus. Then the Bible goes on to say, and God created man in his own image. What does it mean when he says he created in his own image? It means that God wanted everything that man did in this place called the earth, in the garden, to mimic God, to resemble God. God wanted man to walk like God, to speak like God. That's why the first thing that God charged man was to name animals, the power of words. So man began to, to speak. But as we go on towards chapter 3, we see a, a certain entity called a serpent. He comes into play. And it's amazing. After God had spoken, remember we're talking about words, right? God has spoken his word. And he charged Adam and Eve and said, of all the trees, this is the only one that you should not. And one thing as I started the word that I've begun to realize is that the devil... First of all, the devil is not as powerful as he is, or as he has been. But one thing, he's a master manipulator, he's a deceiver. And the devil capitalizes on words. When I opened uh, this small skit uh, I was illustrating, you realize that J.D. being my, my eldest and Renee, between the two of them, would grow up to do well in life. Unless J.D. decides to say, I refuse those words. And unless J.D. replaces the information that is given to him with the information from God the Father and says, I will not what, be what my dad said I will be. Unless he does that, then it begins to change. But if J.D. grows up saying, my dad told me I'll be nothing, guess what? J.D. will grow up being nothing. Because he has words go with the Spirit. For every word that God speaks, the Spirit of God backs it up. For every bad word that comes from our mouth, negative word, there is an entity called the devil. Demons. Wait, God watches over his word to perform it, right? The devil watches over his word to perform it as well. So when the devil says something, whispers something, you see, the devil can never do anything in your life until such a time that you begin to speak. The devil can never read your mind. 
the devil capitalizes on the words. What the enemy does in a person's life is just to put pressure. When he puts pressure on you, and when life begins to be tough, then he's waiting for you to speak. When I begin to speak and tell myself I'm a nothing, I will never amount to anything. Guess what? There is a spirit that is creating an image. When an image is created, there is a manifestation. So it manifests, and guess what? I'll never amount to anything. So that's why God is so about words. God is very particular about words. So we realize when the devil tempted Adam and Eve, we realize that the entire story started with words. The devil was after the words or information that was disseminated to Adam and Eve. Do you realize that the devil attacked God's word? God spoke and said, you shall not, you shall eat of everything except that tree. So the devil never used a sword. He never used a machine gun to attack. He never. Same, I mean, in as much as nations have got weapons, you know, technology has become sophisticated. But wars start with words. When somebody begins to speak about a certain nation and begins to undermine a certain nation, that's when wars begin. But there is always an entity. I mean, if it's on the positive side, the Holy Spirit is there to manifest. If there is a negative side, the enemy also is there to manifest. So it works with words, it works with the spirit, it works with the emotions. So to whom is our emotion submitted to? Our emotions submitted to the Holy Spirit or to the enemy spirit? Because the moment I submit my emotions, go back to the illustration again. The way I raise my kids, I let my emotions run loose. And the enemy is waiting for that. And in the process, I'm destroying my children. I'm destroying my marriage. See, there are words that I've said, I mean, you know, when you've just been newly married and you discover that, yeah, this is the real person. They discover this is the real person. And then you begin to speak words. You speak words that probably you think you don't mean. Like words like, I'm going to leave you. The way you are troubling me, I'm going to leave you one of these days. I'm going to divorce you. I'm going to, guess what? There is actually an entity that is listening to those words. And most divorces start up with words. Most separations start up with words. We begin to hurt each other so much and we speak those words. And it begins to be a reality. And it becomes an action. Because words have been spoken. So that's the power of words. That's why I say the entire story started with words. So the, the devil attacked the integrity of the word of God. Listen to what he said. He says, did God really say? And because the emotions of Eve were submitted to the word of the devil, the devil, in a way, we know God is the ultimate winner, but in a way, for that particular time, the devil had his day. He managed to convince. And it's funny, because when words come, they enlighten other senses. Suddenly, a word came. And now she called, okay, this fruit is really beautiful. And now this fruit is really tasty. So you understand, it's, it's words and information that has been created. 
The information that the devil or the serpent gave to Adam and Eve compelled action. The weapon used by the enemy was the weapon of words. Even today, the enemy is still the same. He hasn't changed. Even today, he still uses the words. That's why I've realized the importance of ensuring that I've got the word of God in my life. So that when I have the word of God, when I'm squeezed, when I've lost a job, or when anything has happened in my life, what do I speak? What am I saying? Because the enemy... Look, God has made everything easy. It's just our minds that are complicated. I mean, in the midst of COVID, even financially, based on the principles of God, obviously, of the word of God, we can thrive. And it's not to say because we go through stages. So I'm being sensitive here. We are going through stages. People are going through a lot. People have lost jobs. I'm not insensitive to that. But what I'm trying to say is even if you have lost a job or a business, we abide by the word of God. We follow the word of God. God is so wise. God is so clever. God is not surprised by COVID, saints. Saints, COVID is, I mean, even then you see that COVID at times has been overemphasized and the, a lot of things have been said. It's words that are flowing to cause fear in our lives. It's not to say we know, like I'm being sensitive also, we know that it has killed people that are close to us. So I have to be sensitive there. But what I'm trying to say is in the midst of COVID, the word of God is still supreme. That's why the Bible says he has elevated his words above his name. Let's go to 1 John 2, verse 14. He says, I have written to you, fathers, because you have known him. How did they come to know him? Because of the word. Remember, there is a scripture that says grace and peace be multiplied in the knowledge of him. There is a scripture again where Moses says, if I've found favor in your sight, teach me your ways. There is a scripture again where David says, your word have I hidden in my heart that I will not sin against you. There is a scripture again that says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Which means the opposite is true. The devil's word is a darkness unto my feet and it enables me to stumble. So if I entertain anything that is negative, since one thing that I've realized, I mean, I, I like watching movies and certain, but there are certain things that I no longer watch. I like watching news just to update myself, but I've realized the more I stay far away from the news, the better for me. Why? Because most of the things that are said is either propaganda, it's things that drive certain agendas. People are not objective in what they say on the news. They say things in order to divide one of the reasons, I don't want to get political, but one of the reasons why during the previous era before the current president, when certain people almost destroyed the economy, there was a company called Bell Pottinger that was brought into the country. And these guys are skilled and they are trained in whatever. And the whole aim was to divide South Africans. And they drove a certain narrative. You know, in order to distract her from those that were pillaging and, and stealing from the country, words were used. Words are so powerful that information technology is built around it. That's how powerful. Information is built around it, and information will be protected. Words are so powerful that governments, I have an interest on in what happens in WhatsApp and Facebook. 
they have an interest in what happens because that has got a potential to is appearing on national security. That's how words are powerful. Because words and, and a certain kind, it can't be the Holy Spirit, like I said, or certain spirits go together. He says, let me continue with scripture. Sorry, I'm, I'm a bit sidetracked. I've written to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I've written to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. Powerful. I've written to you, fathers. So it's the fathers that have been having the word of God, living the word of God. Now, that's where you can say there is wisdom in prayer. They have heard it, they have lived it, they have seen God. And he says, I've written to you. So he's talking about their spiritual state. So our spiritual state, saints, is tied to the word that is in our lives. Then he says, I've written to you, young men, because you are strong. What made them strong? The word. And says, because you have overcome the wicked one. What enables them to overcome the wicked one? There is a scripture, saints, revelation, and they overcame him by the First of all, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. That may mean my testimony about what God has done, but it, uh, Andrew spoke about witnesses. Or it may mean testifying. So now he's saying, he's, he's talking to young people and he's saying they are strong because of the word. And they have overcome because of the world. So the advantage that they had, the fathers had, was because of their knowledge, right? And the advantage that the, the young ones had was because of the word. So it speaks again of the power of the word. When we got, we just got, we got, just got uh, our lovely brother and sister there who got a, a prophecy here. That was the word. And if you ask them what that word did in their lives and the accuracy thereof, it, uh, my sister there, began to be emotional and began to, she was happy. There was something that was happening inside of her. Why? Because the word was staring. It, it was positive, a positive word from God, and it was staring something within her life. And it was bringing encouragement within her life. So as the word was being delivered, guess what? The Holy Spirit was impacting something, doing something in her life, changing something in her life, encouraging in her life because of the power of the word. So the power and the spirit of the word. 1 Timothy 1, verse 18, he says, I charge and I commit to you, son, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that you wage the good warfare. So it's the word that is brought. So with the word, with a prophetic word that is brought in, in a person's life, one is able to use that word to wage warfare. One is able to do... Because your prophetic word that has been brought in your life is able to bring you to your destiny. If there are two things, saints, I've discovered and I, I also was hearing from somebody, if there is one thing that the devil attacks, I've realized the devil doesn't attack our faith. I know, you want to find out why. The devil doesn't attack our faith. The devil attacks the information with which that faith comes about. So the devil knows that if he can attack the information, attack the integrity of the word, there is no faith. So the end goal to him is not really about it's about the information. He deals with the information. One of the things that the devil also attacks is your destiny. I mean, you get a word. I'll illustrate using my sister and my brother there. You get a word today. 
It's powerful. It's beautiful. I've said that also illustrated using myself. You get a word, powerful and beautiful. But things begin to go south. Why? Because there is a word that is being whispered. God has told you that you are going to be an amazing preacher. You are going to be a powerful businessman. But things go the opposite way. And it's the pressure that is coming from the enemy. And also it may be God trying. Because remember the Bible says, and God tried. What did God try? The weight. The weight that was given to Joseph was tried. It had to be tried. Because the weight that you get has to be tried. It brings about faith and it enables you to fulfill your destiny. Words are so powerful that Ephesians 4 verse 29 says, let no unwholesome word go out of your mouth. Saints, God is so particular about words. And I've realized if I have to fulfill my destiny, if we have to fulfill our destiny, we really have to be careful on what we say to ourselves, what we say to our children, what we say to the fellow saints. That's why the Bible says, speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So it's something that we're supposed to be doing. I mean, when, when we meet each other, that's why the Jews and others will say shalom, peace. They were speaking a word. And that has an impact because they understood. When I meet you, shalom. Brother Henry, shalom. It's peace. I'm speaking peace to him. And because of that, because of the spoken words, peace, the peace of God comes to their lives. Words are so powerful that when the angel Gabriel was sent to deliver information to Daniel, there was a fight. God answered the prayer because the angel, when actually the angel, he says the first day that you prayed, your prayer was answered. But then he says I was withheld. The prince of, of Persia withheld me. Words are so powerful that angel Michael had to be sent to release Gabriel to deliver the word. That's how the enemy is so after the word and so after our destiny. God, if you go to John again, God made Zachariah to be dumb. The father of John. He was made to be dumb. Why? God in his wisdom knew that that man was going to mess up. Zachariah was going to mess up big time. Remember, there is an issue of Jesus Christ who is coming to save the world, but John should be the forerunner. And that's his son. And the man's theology or the man, whatever happened during that time, the man was so messed up that God said, let's shut this one up. And God shut Zachariah's mouth up until such a time that the Spirit of God worked on him. The first thing that he did before he could allow him to speak, he asked for a tablet for him to write. And he said that his son was going to be John. He might have, probably one of the things that he might have done, he might have given John a negative name that would have impacted in his life. But God wanted, because of the destiny and the, before this thing of the Lord Jesus Christ and John being a forerunner was well orchestrated by God. God said, Johnny, you're going to mess up. So, zip, shut your mouth. So God had to shut, shut, shut his mouth. Because of information, because of the word, a smelling corpse by the name Lazarus could come to life. That's how words are so powerful in our lives. You could come to life because of the word. Because of information, because of the word, Jesus turned water into wine. I mean, Jesus is the word himself, but he spoke the word. And because the mother of Jesus understood, Mary 
understood. He said, whatever he tells you, do it. And they had to do it. And Jesus did that, despite the fact that his time hadn't come. But because God exalts his word above his name. Like I say, destiny is a threat to the enemy. Saints, whether your destiny is to be a multimillionaire, whether your destiny is to be a powerful preacher, whether your destiny, whatever God is, you are really a threat to the enemy. That is a threat. And the enemy will consistently, if we don't learn the art of mastering our words and mastering the word of God, that will cripple us. If we don't speak the word of God and listen to what the enemy say, we are candidates for failure. We are sure candidates for failure. But once we begin, and remember last week when I was asked to share on the message on offering, I was talking about consistency. Yeah. With my wife, we began praying in 2017 after 2016 was very bad for us. And for the next how many years, for the next four years or five years, nothing happened. But guess what? At 12 o'clock, we woke up. I'll be discouraged. My wife will say, we wake up, let's pray. And we'll speak the word of God. And because we, we were consistent with the word of God. It doesn't matter, saints. It doesn't matter how long it takes. God will do it. It doesn't matter whether it takes five years. And then, as I say, always say, I love, because now I'm, I normally work with issues that have got to do with the law. I normally love the issue of legal precedence, that if he has done it, he will do it again. If he has done it for Andrew, and Andrew is the son of God, and I'm a son of God, he will do it for me. As long as I follow principles, obviously the principles are all encompassing. As long as I don't just spend time praying the whole day and not working. You see, you have to balance everything. After I pray it, I have to work. If he gives me something, I have to work. And I have to do it diligently with my heart. And spoke about the heart. That you can do something without doing it from the heart. So I have to do it from the heart and make sure that all the role players are happy. And God is happy. When there is a prophecy, okay, I say the greatest warfare for a believer will be warfare of information or words. I've already said that. When there is prophecy or word upon your life, you become a focal point of the devil. When there is word upon your life, <laughs> you are targeted. I mean, who am I to think I will not be targeted if uh, Joseph was targeted? Who am I to think I will not be targeted if uh, David was targeted? Who am I? Words are so powerful that Hezekiah, King Hezekiah, when he had one tiny information that he was going to die, his whole life went down. But he was so clever, he went to the wall and began to talk to God. And God gave him 15 years. That's how words are powerful. And God reversed his decision because now probably the man would have been speaking, reminding God that you are life, you are the light, you are the... I don't know what Hezekiah was saying, but it convinced God. God said, let's give this dude 15 years. We decided that tomorrow he was going to die, but let's give him 15 years. That's how words are powerful, saints. As I said, Satan is not after our faith. He is interested in the information or word upon which faith is built. And also, we know God as our Father operates by the power of spiritual information. So when information is disseminated in your life or brought to your life, God operates 
And he expects us as the children that are created or that are actually born again by the Spirit of God to operate as such. In this kingdom, the kingdom of God, the maker or breaker of men is information or words. Information is so powerful, as I say, that the technology in this world has been established. That's why they will establish technology. They will bring firewalls to say people must not penetrate the, these firewalls. We are protecting information. That's how words are, are powerful. As I said, that the enemy is not after attacking our faith. Faith is simply a conviction of what you've been told. You're convicted when God says something, and I believe it. I'm basing it on the integrity of the word. If I bring a chair right now, and I ask Andrew to look that side, and I say, Andrew, sit. Andrew will sit. There are two things that could happen. I could pull the chair and Andrew will fall down, or Andrew will sit, but he bases it. He bases on what I said. So that's information that I've, I've shared to Andrew to say, Andrew, trust me. Trust me, there is a chair behind you. Sit, Andrew. But if Maria says to Andrew, Andrew, don't sit. Even if there is a chair. Andrew, don't sit. There is no chair. And course, he has pulled off the chair. Andrew will begin to believe Maria's information than my information. And Andrew will not sit, despite the fact that there is a chair. And despite the fact that I'm trustworthy, my word can be relied upon. So it works the same with God. It's simply a conviction, so it doesn't attack our faith. He attacks two things. Information that has been given to us by God, and he also attacks our destiny. That's all that the enemy does. Ezekiel chapter 2, he says, Then he said to me, Son of man, stand on your feet and I will speak to you. Then as he spoke to me, the Spirit entered me and set me on my feet. There was a word that was spoken. And then the Spirit. Do you understand? Word, Spirit. Word, Spirit. That's why I believe Cooper's called his ministry Spirit Word. Word, Spirit. Word, Spirit. So, the opposite sense is true. When God spoke, the Spirit entered him. When we listen to the information of the other one, a spirit enters. That can be a spirit of, of fear, a spirit of depression, a spirit of discouragement, but there is a spirit. And when words are spoken, there is an image. If I say, if I put this chalk aside and say, and I say, close your eyes and picture a white chalk, because you've been trained, your mind already sees that white chalk. And words are so powerful, an image is created. After an image is created, then manifestation. So most of the things that come into our lives, when we are fearful, when you have lost your job and you think that you are nothing, when you have lost your job and think you will amount to anything, God is really waiting for you to speak his word. But because you have believed the word of the enemy, so it will be unto you according to the word of the enemy. Somebody, I remember somebody in the word says, be unto me according to your word. Was it Mary? Be unto me according to your word. So we should cherish the word of God so much in our lives that we should say, even if the circumstances are contrary, we should believe and say, be unto me according to your word. Because one thing, saying the one thing, like I said, I don't count myself to be a know-it-all, but I think in the last 30 years of my being born again, I've seen that God is faithful. Amen. 
and no one can. Even when things are at home, I tell my wife, we encourage each other. I tell my wife, it's going to work. It's going to work. We don't know. I don't know how it's going to be. There was a time that we were almost, Standard Bank was going to repossess our house in 2016. When my dad had passed away, we stood by the word of God. Remember, there was a time also when we were buying a house in 2012, where we spoke to a certain house and we said, you are not going to sell. We did. You remember I shared that testimony? We spoke to the house and said, that's the house what we wanted. And it happened that the, the person who was selling the house, or the agent who was selling the house, led us to another house, which we happened to like. And he said, and she was just not knowing, she was saying, that house is not selling. We say that's because the person raised the price. We wanted that house, we wanted him to reduce the price. You know what she said to us? She says, please go and pray that this house will sell. We went to the gate, and we said, now that we got the house that we want, you are going to sell. In a week, the house sold. So, saints, words, words are so powerful. I mean, I had a lot to share, but the time is not on our side. So, let's, as we ponder, as we look at the circumstances, as we, we are surrounded by COVID, let's remember, God has exalted his word above all his names. And let's trust the integrity of God. I now understand when the Bible says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. Because God loves his word. And because he loves his word, any person who cherishes his word becomes very close to him. Because God will never compromise his word. That's why he has exalted it above all his names. That's why he watches over his word to perform it. Saints, it brightens the heavens when we say, God, even when things are not happening, when we say, God, you said it. God, you said it. 2021 goes. 2022 comes. God, you said it. 2022 goes. 2023. Eventually, 2024, boom, things come. Because God is busy preparing something for us. So God is a good God, saints. And his word. I understand why. Coopers will, will constantly, the men love the word. And it's only now, I said, I sat under his teaching, but it's only now that I really realized to say, oh, that man, that's why that man loved. And that's why things happened the way for Coopers, the way it happened. That man had become so much close to the word that to him, any material thing, you could get a car worth 600,000 and tomorrow he's giving it away. And he goes to the bank and he finds money in his account. Because he, he had a relationship with God. And since I really pray that we become so much attached and so much close to God, but so much close to his word, that each and every one of us will not walk depressed, will not walk discouraged. Discouragement will come. I mean, we are people. But remember again, what does the Bible say about David? He says, and he encouraged himself. He was down. There are times where David says, why so downcast my soul? But then he changes his tone and says, put your hope in the Lord. So God really shows us that any person is bound to go through a rough page and discouragement. But the moment you lift yourself up to say, but in heaven there is a God, God begins to do. So this is what I want us to do. I have over two minutes, but I want us to close our eyes Reflect. Things that we have said. Think of the things that we have said. This is not a beat you down message, saints. No? 
and a condemnation message. But things that you have said to your children, you become so frustrated, you have said certain things that you really didn't think you mean to your children, to your husband, to your wife, but especially to yourself about your destiny. Let's begin to talk to God. Talk to God. Just take one or two minutes. Talk to God and begin to repent to God and say, God, I want to cherish your word. Teach me to cherish your word. Let me be so much soaked with your word that when I'm squeezed, all that oozes is your word. Let's begin to talk to God. Father God, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. The entrance of your word gives light. And Father God, the word says, how can a young man keep his ways pure? Only by taking it to your word. Father God, I thank you that God, your word, Lord, is discipline. You have been disciplining us with your word this morning. Father God, I come and, and repent for the things that I've said to my wife, the things that I've said to my children, the things that I've said to my fellow saints or even to clients and other people out of anger. Lord, because words are powerful, words are backed by a spirit, whether by the spirit of God, if it's your word, or by other spirits, God, if it's not your word. Help me to say right things, even if I'm under pressure, God. Help me to say right things at all the times. I will bless you at all times. And Lord, God, Jehovah, your words will continually be in my mouth. I magnify you, Lord. I exalt you. We exalt you as a church because, Lord, really, as Airport Christian Fellowship, we know that our pastor, Lord God, uh, John, our pastor, Beverly, Wasserman, Lord, they want the best for this church. They are guiding and leading us. And, and our pastor is teaching us the word, Lord Jehovah God, Sunday in, Sunday out. May we be the people that, Lord, don't get familiar with what we are being told, but people that take seriously. Because this is the word that God will take us to, to greater dimensions in our lives. Father, we thank you. We give you the glory. We thank you, Lord. Amen.